America's trade deficit with the balance of the world ballooned in 2021. To be more precise, the U.S. trade deficit expanded 27% last year to an all-time high approaching $860 billion. While there is something disquieting about that, America's large trade deficit actually reflects a heavy dose of economic strength. American consumers have been better positioned to spend than consumers in much of the balance of the world, translating into an abundance of imported merchandise and a suppression of export growth. According to Commerce Department data, last year's trade deficit easily exceeded the previous record of $764 billion established in 2006 when the U.S. economy was still growing but heading closer and closer toward the global financial crisis that began about 14 years ago. America's trade deficit with China expanded nearly 15% last year to $355 billion. Still, last year's trade deficit with China was well below the record trade deficit of $418 billion set in 2018. Part of the reason for the still massive trade deficit with China is that nation's failure to purchase as much U.S. output as had been agreed upon under a bilateral agreement signed with the Trump administration in early 2020. China purchased 57% of the U.S. goods and services it committed to purchase over the past two years. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by writer Anna Swanson, the Biden administration has reached a deal to partially lift tariffs that the Trump administration had imposed on Japanese steel. The deal comes in the context of elevated steel prices and significant economy-wide inflation. Trade officials announced the deal earlier this month. It will continue to maintain some trade protections for American steelmakers by transforming the current 25% tariff on Japanese steel into a so-called tariff rate quota. This is an arrangement in which higher levels of imports are met with higher tax rates. To be precise, up to 1.25 million metric tons of Japanese steel will be permitted to enter the U.S. duty-free each year, but volumes above that threshold will be subject to a 25% tariff. That 1.25 million metric ton limit is not arbitrary. That is the level of average Japanese steel exports to the U.S. in 2018 and 2019. This arrangement is set to take effect on April 1st. The deal will place restrictions on products that are finished in Japan using steel from other nations. To qualify for duty-free treatment, steel products must be entirely manufactured in Japan. This ensures that the agreement will not supply a backdoor for cheap metal from China and other nations. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. There are many people who have referred to the rapid churn in the U.S. labor market as the Great Resignation. But as indicated by writer Christine Romans, perhaps a better term would be the Great Upgrade. Here are the underlying data. In 2021, a record number of Americans quit their jobs. Of the 69 million episodes of separations between employer and employee, more than 47 million were attributable to people voluntarily leaving their positions. While it is true that many people left the workforce altogether, something to which some refer to as the great retirement, in many instances, people left their jobs 
for better ones. Goldman Sachs economists have done some math on this. According to their estimates, some 2.5 million people are missing from the workforce. Approximately 800,000 of those have retired early. That leaves about 1.7 million people who could be enticed back into the labor force. Many of these folks are prime age workers with many years ahead of them in the job market if they choose to return. Why haven't they come back already given all the job openings that are presently available? Conventional wisdom suggests that there are many factors at work, including COVID-related concerns, the fact that they may have a financial cushion, and that their lifestyles have simply changed. For WIPR and my Bruce Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by writer Orla McCaffrey, Americans took on more debt in 2021 than in any year since the 2008-2009 financial crisis. According to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, total household debt expanded by about a trillion dollars last year. Higher balances on home and auto loans bolstered accumulated debt. This was the largest increase in annual debt accumulation since nearly $1.1 trillion in debt was taken on in 2007, just before the economy entered a deep recession. Total consumer debt presently sits at nearly $16 trillion. The growth in indebtedness wasn't simply because people purchased more homes and cars. Inflation also took its toll by inducing Americans to pay more for purchases. The average price of an American home rose nearly 20% in 2021. Many would-be buyers were priced out in the process, but aggregate debt still took off. Rising prices for new and used cars drove auto loan originations to a record $734 billion last year. According to some economists, expanded consumer borrowing is not cause for alarm. Wealth also increased across all income levels during the pandemic, which means that people, at least on average, have more resources with which to pay down that debt. Delinquency levels on consumer loans are still hovering near all-time lows. For WIPR and my Bruce Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. One of the principal characteristics of the U.S. economy during recent quarters has been ongoing challenges faced by employers seeking to fill available job openings. Government data indicate that at the end of last year, there were 10.9 million available unfilled jobs in America. That month, for every 100 available job openings, there were only 58 job seekers. So one would think that employers would be bending over backwards to hire whomever was available. But that's not true. And as indicated by CNN, there is at least one group of workers who are being systematically overlooked. This group includes American men in their 20s and 30s with a criminal record. According to data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, as of January, slightly more than 1 million men between the ages of 24 and 35 were counted as unemployed. This represents the largest group of unemployed males. The next set of statistics is utterly astonishing. Among these young, unemployed men, some 64% have been arrested by the age of 35. Approximately 46% have been convicted of a crime, according to a study from the RAND Corporation. According to RAND researchers, many employers believe that most people with criminal histories will commit offenses again. But that is not the case. For WIPR and my Bruce Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.